Welcome to the Scoreboard Show with Charles Bishop here on the Open Mic Broadcast Network, the voice of student athletics. And tonight in our first of many interviews covering Jackson Public Schools this upcoming season as the uh, Open Mic Broadcast Network will bring to you four exciting games on the slate this year uh, from Jackson Public Schools. Those games include uh, the Callaway Chargers, the Murrah Mustangs, uh, the Provine Rams, and the Forest Hill Patriots. And in tonight, first of many interviews, we bring you Coach Darius Brown from the Callaway Chargers. Coach Brown, welcome to the Scoreboard Show here with Charles Bishop. How you doing, Mr. Bishop? Oh, great. Great to have you on. Uh, we wanted to open it up to you here, Coach, and uh, we're looking forward to broadcasting some Jackson Public School games, of course, bringing to you the Callaway Chargers in the very rough region uh, uh, Region 6A, uh, District 2, uh, you have uh, quite a few teams that are, are really tough in the state of Mississippi, Coach Brown. Yes, um, I kind of compare our division to maybe the SEC West or something like that. It's just it's never a breather. It's never a gimme game. Um, it tests your mettle as a team, and it really tests you as a coach. You have to be prepared each and every week. It's, it's no down weeks. Anybody can beat you at any time in our division. So that's kind of our approach to it, and um, – we want to play well against everybody, but we definitely want to play well against our opponents in our division because that leads to us getting into the playoffs, which we missed last year. So we definitely got something to shoot for. And, and we'll get to talking about those teams. I wanted to first get a little bit of background here. Of course, you've been an assistant for the past 14 years uh, at various stops at, at Callaway, 2004-2006. Uh, of course, you were uh, Madison Central defensive line coach in 2013. But First year here at, at Callaway, and of course you're taking over uh, a long-time powerhouse program in the city of Jackson. Uh, program uh, that went five and seven last year. I wanted to kind of ask you, kind of, what kind of identity are you trying to establish at Callaway? Well, first and foremost, the number one thing we want to do at Callaway now is we want to dispel the rumor that, you know, we're a talented team, but that's all we have is talent. You'll always have talent at a place like Callaway. Uh, the talent supply is unlimited. The thing I had to do as the head coach is take all this talent and mesh it together. Now, the main problem a lot of people run into when you have a team of talented in mind is you get guys to get caught up in the me factor. The first thing I had to do was break the whole thing down, and I had to blow it up from the inside and make everything be a we thing. Uh, as you know, we've got all Americans on our team. Um and the way I spin it is that when one of our players gets an accolade, all of us get it. They don't only hear about it in the newspapers or social media. Um, they hear it from me first, and we all celebrate the accomplishments of individual players as a team. And the easiest part about me blowing it up that some guys don't have the luxury of is I actually have some really good football players, but I had to teach them the team aspect of it. And the first mm -hmm. thing in building the team is learning how to work. And you got to show up and you got to work every day. Um, we work out at 6 in the morning. A lot of people don't do that. I have perfect contenders at 6 in the morning. Um, we get our work in just like a job. We're going to get our work in. We're going to work good. And we're going to get out of there. And it's just it's just a situation where we had to learn how to work. We had to learn the individual accolades do not equal wins. Talent does not equal wins. Hard work and discipline equals wins, and, that's, and that's, the, that's the one value that I had to instill in my team, and I have 18 now. And, and, and to follow up on, on you talking about that sort of identity that you're 
uh, established in Ed Calloway in terms of uh, mm -hmm. hard work and discipline. Uh, what what are some of the some of the players on on the uh, offensive and defensive side of the ball that 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 you're instilling that that hard work and discipline in? You mentioned you had mentioned uh, a few All Americans there, but uh, some, talk about some of the players on the offensive side of the ball who you're really looking to, uh, toward this upcoming team. Well, of course, on the offensive side of the ball, piggybacking on what you asked about our identity, I kind of got off kilter there, but we're gonna be a power football team. We're going to play tough physical defense, and we're going to run the ball. Everything will be set up off the power running game. Uh, we have a massive offensive line. Uh, we have a left tackle in Malgin Joy, who's an upcoming junior. He's 6'5", 285. Wow. We have a senior at left tackle that is uh, Valerius Thompson. Uh, he's a former basketball guy. He's 6'6", 280. Um, we have a, a, a guard in Austin Early. That's a three-year starter. He's 6'1", about... 275. We got a center in Runday that's Runday Rodney Luckett. The Rodney is about 6'1", about 280, 290. And we have another guard in uh, Jamarlin Jones that's about 6'1". He's about 290. So we're going to we, – my offensive line, I'm very excited about that. Uh, I got a great offensive line coach in Eric Nelson, a guy that I actually coached in high school. Mm -hmm. um, we've got an All-American four-star receiver in Malik Heath that has gone around the country and displayed his talents everywhere. He's 6'4", he's 205 pounds, he runs a 4'4". He's got a 42-inch vertical. Um, we got slot guys like Spencer Davis. We got other guys like Gabe Rogers. We got two powerful tailbacks. One of them is 6'1", 205, Desmond Sanders, who was run up in the hurdles in 6'8". We got an incoming 10th grader, McKenna Thompson, that's about 6'1", about 225. That's our power back. Uh, we got a quarterback that's a rising star in uh, T.Y. Winford. Um, he's an athletic, dual-threat type guy. But everything that we do will be based off of the power run game. And I'm kind of a throwback dude. Uh, we do use a fullback. We'll get in there and dot the eye. We'll go too tight our backfield, and we'll dot the eye, and we'll just come straight at you running powers and counters. And we work to be able to do it. And I wanted to ask, like, what is some of that work that you guys really put in in the off season? Of course, I, I got a chance to watch you guys a little bit of 707 action there in Jackson, but kind of talk a little bit about some of that work that you guys have really put in on the offensive side of the ball uh, that's really going to propel you this upcoming season. Well, a lot of it is that it's repetition, man. It's uh, mm -hmm. A lot of guys try to keep up with the times. I was fortunate enough as a high school player to win two state championships for the great coach Roger Hall, who's now at the Luxor. Yes, opportunities to coach at Madison Central. Um, and we just got stronger, man. We we went back to the bigger, stronger, faster workout program. Um mm -hmm. we we lift weights in, in low reps, heavy heavy heavyweight low reps. Uh when we get ready to, to balance it out, we'll go high reps, lightweight. Uh we concentrated a lot on explosive lifts such as power cleans and dead lifts. We just got in there and we got real dirty and, and the thing about it is we have great players. But those great players that people see in the media and on social media, those are the hardest workers on the team. So when mm -hmm. great players are your hardest workers, it makes it easy to coach a team full of talent. And the thing we do, man, my guys believe in me and I believe in them. And, and, and my assistant coaches do a great job. It, it makes it easy for me to be a facilitator. You know, and that's just kind of, that's just kind of what it is. 
course, we're here on the line with Coach Darius Brown in his first year taking over the, the longtime powerhouse JPS school, Cal the Callaway Chargers. Uh, Coach, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, when you talk Callaway football, you talk about uh, the defensive side of the ball. Talk a little bit about the players on the defensive side of the ball. Now, now the defensive side of the ball is the most solid aspect of our team. Uh, my defense coordinator, Anthony Reginald, he and I have worked together for a long time, and uh, we're multiple over them, but we have very, very talented players, starting first and foremost with our All-American defensive end, four-star Aaron Oden, who's a Mississippi State committee. Aaron Danny does a selection, huh? Yeah, Danny does a selection. He's six three and a half, two fifty. 250. He mm -hmm. runs about a 4.7. Uh, his bench press is about 350. Um, he squats about five. Um, he's just a freak. I mean, he he had, he's a former linebacker that outgrew that position. Uh, we mm -hmm. turned him into a pass rusher. He went from never playing the position last year to having 20 sacks. Uh, wow. Alongside him, you have our nose guard, Tyrus Jones, who's 6'1", 320, but he moves like he's 250 pounds. Uh, we have another defensive tackle in Kobe Jones, I mean Kobe Love, who, who moved here from Memphis. He's 6'1", 275, one of the best technicians I've ever seen. He actually has better technique than Odom. He's a student mm -hmm. of the game. And the defensive line is really the strength of the team. And coincidentally, I'm the D-line coach. I'm the head coach, but I will always coach the D-line no matter what I coach. How about uh, that? <laughs> but behind them, we mm -hmm. have a, a middle linebacker that's a thumper. And Jordan Ferris. Jordan is about 5'11", about 220. He's a ball of muscle, and he comes down here from guard to guard. We've got two outside backers that are new age outside backers. And what I mean by that, they're kind of hybrid guys. we got Tim Robinson that's six foot, about 190 pounds. He's on the 4'6". got Mackenzie Black, who's about 6'1 and a half. He's 220. He runs a 4'4". Um, our our Swiss Army nice guy is Harold Blackman. He's a hybrid, strong safety type guy. Harold has been recruited by schools all over the nation. Uh, he just recently was offered by Cincinnati and a host of other schools. Um, Harold is 6'1", 205. He runs a 4'5". He can play corner. He can play free safety. He can play strong safety. He's our Swiss Army nice. And when you get to the defensive backs, they just rock stars. we got Markel Gladden, who recently committed to Jackson State last Thursday night. An mm -hmm. SEC caliber player that wanted to take his talent to his home school as kind of a family tradition type thing because he has family that went there. And on the other side, you got Emmanuel Dabney, the number one cornerback in the state, who I think got snubbed in the Danny Dozen selection. He's 6'1". He's about 185, and he runs a 4'3", on a ditch, on a on a speed time laser tag. And our free safety, we have two of them that we rolled in there. One of them is Markel Mays. He's a smaller guy, but he's scrapping and he's smart. And our other free safety just happens to be Malik Heath, that freak that plays receiver. Sure, so when we get sure. into a situation where we got somebody that wants to spread us out and think that you're going to spread us out and just toss it around, you're really playing into our hands because that is really one of the strengths of our team. The defense will always play solid. As long as I'm the coach of Callaway, we'll be a defensive-minded team, and our offense won't ever have to go win and just don't lose because we're going to play rock star defense. That's what we do. That will always be our trademark. Hey, Coach, you kind of touched on it on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you, 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 had, you mentioned some hybrid positions. What, what sort of uh, defensive formations uh, are, are, are you running on the defensive side of the ball? 
Well, without giving away too much of the scouting report, Mr. Bishop, I sure, say sure. we're multiple. We're, multiple. Mm-hmm. We, we're talented enough to play whatever kind of game we need to play. If we need to play a 3-4, we'll play a 3-4. If we need to play a 4-3, we'll play a 4-3. If we need to play a 4-2-5 for coverage, we'll play a 4-2-5. Whatever you bring to the table, we will make it be conducive to us because of the, the talent level we have on defense. Sure. So we're we're multiple. You, you'll never you can't look at one week and say, well, they run this because if you run something different than the team you watch us on film on, we will run what works best against whoever we're playing. Of course, and we're here. Stands does a great job of, of of getting us prepared. Of course, we're here on the line with Coach Darius Brown, who is the head coach of the Callaway Chargers here on the Open Mic Broadcast Network, the voice of student athletics. Coach, you know, when we kind of take a look at uh, the 6A Region 2 district, a very, very tough district, kind of talk a little bit about some of the teams that you'll be facing this upcoming season. Well, first and foremost, just to start it off, just to let you know what kind of division we play in. Our first division game is against the defending 6A state champion, Stark. Yes, sir. So that lets you know what we deal with week in and week out. And guess what? Right after Stark, the next game we play Clinton, who has the number one player in the state and the number two running back in the nation in Cam Akers. Yes, indeed. Um, after that, we go into a, a situation where we got to go and we got to go. We got Madison Central, my former school that I coached at. Then you got Northwest Rankin. They're up and coming. They're always good. Then you got Greenville Weston, who has a new staff from Greenwood that had a lot of success at Greenwood. Greenville has always been talented. They just haven't been able to get a guy to commit to get them over the hump. So that won't be a gimme game. Then you go into the situation where you got Warren Central with uh, Coach Morgan, who was a former teammate of mine in Mississippi State. So it's always fun to get together and kind of have a dust up with him because we mirror images of each other. And to give you an idea of how that game goes and how much we know each other, last year the end score of the game, the last game of the year, it was a six-to-nothing game, and they won. Wow. So that's kind of what we deal with. We do not ever have a week where we can idly sit by and say, well, we can just kind of ease into this, and that's not how we operate anyway. The easiest way for me is we break it down into one-game season, and we lock in and we put blinders on, and we'll get ready for start. We won't worry about Clinton because we've got to get back started. And once we play starter, and in my mind, I will always say, we're going to show up prepared, ready to win. I won't ever guarantee wins, but we'll always be mentally, physically prepared to go out and go through the process of a game. We'll play twelve. We'll play four twelve-minute quarters, which is forty-eight minutes, and we'll look up at the scoreboard at the end, and hopefully, we've done enough to win. But if you approach it any other way, one play at a time, one game at a time, in this division that we're in, you'll lose. And a loss in our division, it doesn't matter whether it's early or late, it affects your seating in the playoffs. We were five and seven, and we had more talent than anybody else in our division. That was a wake up call to my team as soon as I took over. We are talented, and we didn't lose before starters. Until we dispel that notion, we are a five and seven underachieving team. Do I think that will be the end of the result this year? No. But we can't ever take anybody for granted, and we can't not work any week, or we'll, we'll suffer the major consequence of a loss. And in our division, a loss can lead to you not getting in. You could have a four-way tie in our division with one or two losses and not get in, and that's your only one or two losses in the division. So it's just competitive. But looking for my team, I live for this. I wake up in the morning for this. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Me and my fiance compete against it. We fold and close together. I try to see if I can fold the towel faster than she can. <laughs> sure so I'm just so. a competitive guy. We just compete. I mean, it's just right. competitive. It's just what we do. And 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 and, and uh, continuing on uh, here, co- we're here with Coach uh, Darius Brown here of the Callaway Chargers. I wanted to kind of touch a little bit about the staff that you that you put together here at Callaway uh, going into this upcoming season. Well, I, as I mentioned earlier, Anthony Redmond is my defense coordinator. We've worked on and off together for over 10, 12 years. Uh, guy that I trust and I have a lot of confidence in. Um, I've got Eric Nelson on the offensive line that I coached way back in the day when I was a younger coach at Murrow. I've got Damian Brown doing my defensive backs. Of course, I'm the D-line coach. I've got Coach Benjamin Hart, who's my JV coach and my Swiss Army knife as a coach. He coaches everything. Uh, I've got um, Ian McGinnis, which is my offensive coordinator. He's a California guy. We do the power running game, but I needed a guy that was innovative in the passing game. In my opinion, this is no offense to anybody, and I'm from the South, but in my opinion, the best quarterbacks in America are from the West Coast. They just see offense differently, and it's just a different deal. They make it over the whole 53 and a third by 100. Um, my uh, running backs coach is Talbot Robinson. Um, he's a veteran coach, uh, a guy that I was lucky to get my hands on. He'd been out of coaching, but he got back into it for me to help me out. And um, my receiver coach is Marty Shelby. He's a former wide receiver at Alcorn State University, played Coach Jay Hopson. So I got a mixture of the right kind of guys. I'm the spark plug, the fiery guy that's kind of – and you and I met, so you kind of know how I am. You yes, know, indeed. It's, it's, it's zero to 500 all the time. Exactly. Uh, you know, and, but my assistant coaches are consummate teachers. They're mm-hmm. teachers. I'm the master motivator, and I have a lot of great teachers as coaches. And the thing about us is we do what a lot of people have forgotten about in football. Every day at the beginning of our practice, we practice on periods, five-minute periods, okay? That's where we stay on schedule. But every day after we do special teams, which we will cover every day, we go into individual periods. That's a 30 30 minutes a day, we have football camp. Our individuals are not called individuals. We call it football camp. Where we work on basic things in individual groups like running, throwing, catching, blocking, tackling. All of the things you have to do to be successful in a football scheme. If you're not fundamentally sound, your scheme does not help you at all. Right. And so we just went back to the basics, man, and I'm just a firm believer that if you have a lot of talent, if you go back to the basics of things, then you should have some success. And and the one quote I always use, and don't get me wrong, and, and I don't mean to be literal with this, but I'm, I'm, I honestly believe this. Football is a performance-based business. It's a career I told now. And nobody remembers who was in second place. Nobody really remembers who South Carolina beat to win all those state championships. Nobody remembers the guy that showed up and played hard. People remember winners. You understand what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, that is what we're trying to do, win. You're either first or you didn't win. And there's no in-betweens in our business. And I have my players to approach the game like this. We don't show up to play good. We show up to be dominant against anybody in the opposite color uniform. And we went to play a spring game, and my guys approached it like it was a state championship. And all it was was a spring game. So the confidence is there. The work has been put in. The head's in the barn. It's time for us to try to put a scheme together week to week and go out and make the Charger Nation proud because they deserve it. They deserve it, and we're going to give it to them. 
Sure thing. And, and Coach, I think we can kind of close out on that note. Uh, uh, any final words that you uh, want Charger Nation to know about your uh, 2016 football Charger? All I want them to know is that we will be different than what they've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. We will show up and put a product on the field that they will be proud of on Saturday morning. We want our fans and the people in our community to be able to get up and go to the barbershop, to the beauty shop, to the grocery store, the church on Sunday, to wherever they go back to work on Monday and be able to be proud of what they saw on Friday night. And all I want them to do is wherever we play, whether it's in Jackson or whether it's in Starbucks or whether it's in Vicksburg or whether it's in Clinton, just give us the support we need and let's show up and paint everywhere we go. Let's paint it orange and navy blue. And on that note, all I can say is both up, and the Chargers will be ready to strike when they pick it up. Yes, indeed, Coach. We want to thank you for stopping by the scoreboard show here with Charles Bishop here on the Open Mic Broadcast Network, the voice of student athletics. Of course, you can hear the Callaway Chargers on the Open Mic Broadcast Network this upcoming season, September 16th. The Callaway Chargers will be taking on the Terry Bulldogs. And you can also hear the Chargers again on October 27th in the annual grudge match with the Murrah Mustangs. Coach Brown, thank you for stopping by the scoreboard show, and good luck on the upcoming season. And thank you, Mr. Bishop. You are definitely the man. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank All you, right, Brad. We look forward to this upcoming season. All right. Thank you, man. Both up. Mm-hmm. Both up. With that, close out, and we will look forward to uh, continuing with our interviews with uh, various coaches around Jackson Public Schools. Again, we have a four-game slate this upcoming season here on the Open Mic Broadcast Network, the voice of student athletics serving the community through faith and athletics. August 19th, it'll be the Provine Rams versus the Forest Hill Patriots. Again, September 16th, Callaway Chargers versus the Cherry Bulldogs. October 14th will be the Murrah Mustangs versus the Warren Central Vikings. And October 27th will be the Murrah Mustangs versus the Callaway Chargers. With that being said, this is Charles Bishop of the Scoreboard Show, and we look forward to football on Friday night. Good night.